When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Mark Blunden, and this is The Leader. 300 years after the death of Sir Christopher Wren, and it's probably true to say they don't build them like that anymore. Forget the square miles, gaudy, modern steel and glass temples praying to Mammon, because we've got a treat for you from history you can enjoy for free. This episode's interviews were recorded at another Rendesign City of London church you could call Little St Paul's, tucked behind Bank Station with its miniature dome sharing the same design as the capital's larger famous cathedral. Now a series of public events marks a year-long celebration of the architecture and legacy of London's famous sun. It's called Ren 300 and is being hosted in association with the World Monuments Fund. So join us at St Stephen Woolbrook Church, built in 1672 to a Wren design after the Great Fire of London, which also sparked a planning revolution in the capital. In part two, we head down to the crypt to meet someone whose famous voice you just might recognise. Mark, it's over to you. And first we're joined in the nave beneath this gorgeous 63 feet high dome by John Darlington, an archaeologist and chief executive of World Monuments Fund Britain, who explains who Wren was. Sir Christopher Wren was, in many ways, the kind of the modern architect, the first modern architect. Uh, he was a kind of a man of multiple skills, interested in astronomy, interested in heritage, interested in architecture. He was also probably kind of best described as, as a public servant his his whole life was spent in public service to the the great bureaucracies of the day so the crown the church and uh, universities what is the significance of the church we're currently speaking in as a rather familiar looking dome above can't quite place it <laughs> indeed indeed so so we're in st stephen's walbrook and the dome here is the design for the first dome planned for st paul's cathedral which was never completed there were, there are three maybe four designs for st paul's which weren't completed one was too traditional one was too modern one was not modern enough it just the, the list goes on and on the dome here is actually modeled on the first design for uh, st paul's cathedral tell us about wren 300 a city full of people what's it all about this is about uh, actually drawing attention to wren's legacy we we all know about st paul's cathedral who who could not know about it but there's also 50 other churches which he designed uh, in the square mile of the city so it's about as much drawing attention 
attention to those churches and thinking of them not just as you know, places to celebrate in the past, but actually thinking of them as places which are relevant to the future. How do you feel that Wren's legacy in terms of his architecture fits in with today's modern design and how do you set about conserving that in terms of his legacy who imagine london without st paul's cathedral so you know his his legacy is is in the warp and the weft of the city and in its historic character i think there is, there's always an issue about how do you blend old with new uh, and i guess as a conservationist and that's what world monuments fund is about you're trying to make sure that you're not pickling things in aspic you're trying to find new uses for old structures to make sure they're relevant for the future and this this church and the other churches are great examples of that you come here normally we'd normally not be able to speak here today because there'd be music going on it'd be filled with people uh, st mary's aldermary has a cafe in it uh, these these churches and buildings have other uses beyond uh, just simple worship Let's go to the ads. Coming up, we head down to the crypt with an iconic voice of the 90s and noughties, Lloyd Grossman. Why not hit rate and follow in the meantime? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to St. Stephen Walbrook for this special edition of The Leader. Now we go down to the crypt to meet Lloyd Grossman, heritage campaigner and chairman of the city's Gresham College, who's giving a talk for Ren 300. Why the crypt? Well, it hosted the first ever meeting of the Samaritans in 1953. In terms of St. Paul's and these other Wren buildings, where do you find their places today in today's modern architectural landscape? Do you feel they're always going to have a place in Londoners' hearts? Well, Wren has very much defined what London looks like. You know, if, if you think about the great landmarks he's created, you know, we have um, St. Paul's, obviously, um, Greenwich, the Royal Naval Hospital at Greenwich. I'm often surprised when um, I talk to Londoners and they say, oh, we haven't been to Greenwich. You know, if, if Greenwich were someplace in northern Italy, people would be traveling there from central London. Yet because it's on their doorstep, they often fail to appreciate that it is one of the great 17th century architectural creations in the world. 
We also have the, you know, the Royal Hospital in Chelsea, Hampton Court, Kensington Palace, and then all these city churches. So Wren's imprint, he has had the most significant imprint on the look and feel of London than any other individual. Do you feel modern planning laws are respectful of Wren's legacy? I'm, I'm thinking particularly you have the, the line of sight rule down to St Paul's. What's your view on that? I think the, um, the great clusters of skyscrapers, um, to a certain extent, on the, on the one hand, they have provided a sort of dramatic backdrop against which you can see the Great Dome of St. Paul's. On the other hand, they have slightly diminished the iconic status of St. Paul's as the one great symbol that kind of is the intermediary between the city of London and heaven, as it were. You know, that's what St. Paul's Cathedral was. It was kind of the link between us down here and everything going on going on up there. So whilst the planners have tried to be uh, respectful, you know, on the other hand, they have extraordinary commercial pressures. And I believe, you know, Wren would have appreciated the need to keep the city of London as the greatest city in the world. What do we know about his personal politics? Well, Wren's personal politics were, were quite interesting. I mean, he was a court architect. He relied on royal patronage. Um, in those days, you know, the, there were not great commercial patrons of architecture. The patronage for the grandest buildings came from the state, from the church, and, and from the aristocracy. So Wren had to operate in that milieu. Being such a supreme talent, he was able to operate through successive, through what we would now call regime change. You know, he he worked for many different different monarchs. He was very much uh, someone who took a grand style, the Baroque style, which was very much identified with absolute monarchy, uh, Catholicism. He took that and he made it appropriate for a Protestant country which was also dealing with a limited form of monarchy. So it was quite interesting the way Wren was able to navigate between the demands of royal families and also the coming era of popular democracy. So in many ways, what Wren did um, is, is to take a style and make it relevant to his own day. And it's extraordinary to, to us all that that has endured so well over the centuries. What's your assessment of how the Great Fire of London um, has influenced architecture through the ages? Well, of course, you know, famously, when, uh, when London was more or less burned to the ground in the Great Fire, um, People like Wren and uh, Thomas Hook thought this is a fabulous opportunity to create this wonderfully rational city. And as you know, Wren came up with this great plan that was uh, would have turned London into something a bit like 19th century Paris, you know, with great long avenues and wonderful vistas and huge squares. And I say, thankfully, that didn't happen. Because it was it was too complicated. And people said, well, hang on, you know, we've got our own plot of land. Why should we be forced to sell in order to create some great avenue? Let's just go back to the street plan that we had. And that street plan, that sort of jumbly, medieval, eccentric, crooked, curvy street plan is one of the things that makes the city of London so exciting and so charming. So I'm I'm very pleased that in spite of Wren's great vision, 
it's the one thing he was never able to realize and that we have benefited from the fact that London combines the very ancient with the very modern and it's something it still continues to do today could you give us an overview of your talk i'm going to be talking at st mary aldermary about uh, wren's international influence and um it's particularly relevant to me i guess for many reasons but uh, i i did quite a period as a governor of the british school at rome and in rome there's this wonderful building for the british school which is based on the west front of st paul's cathedral and that's just one example of the way in which you find bits of wren all over the world much more news and features in the evening standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk that's the leader we're back on monday at 4 p.m hi i'm lawrence delalio host of the evening standard rugby podcast brought to you in partnership with qbe business insurance the show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.